Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Tuesday morning. Actually, it'll be a a very early Tuesday morning when this podcast goes up. But thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. My guess is it's going to be a long night for a lot of you Bulldog fans out there. So you just need to uh, you know get up early in the morning if you live here in Starkville or if you're staying the night before you head back home and you know, grab you a Strange Brew Coffee. That'll give you the boost you know, that boost plus the boost of going to Omaha, that can get anybody through the day. So head over to Strange Brew, grab yourself a, a cold or hot beverage, and get your day started the right way. Our good friends over at College Corner, you may have seen the tweet, they will have College World Series merchandise available to you this week. Just go to collegecorner.com uh, and in the, uh, I'm sorry, collegecornerstore.com and in the search bar, search for CWS. And there'll they'll be plenty of great items there available to you. Hats, shirts, everything you're going to want to take uh, to commemorate this th- historic trip to the College World Series. And don't forget, Father's Day is just a few days away, guys. If you haven't already gotten that gift from College Corner, make sure they know that's what you want. Humble Taco here in Starville. My guess is this weekend their business just picked up a little bit as uh, fans will be heading over there to watch the games uh, coming from Omaha. Humble Taco is Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, your favorite Southern classics turned into Mexican dishes, a menu that you've never seen before, so unique, and something for everybody on the menu. Vegan, gluten-free, keto, whatever it is you're looking for, they've got you taken care of at Humble Taco. Great place to go hang out and watch the games this weekend. That's Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. You tired? No, I'm not at all. Got a lot of adrenaline. I'm I'm actually probably going to be up for a while. Well, I mean, yeah, we've got to do this first and foremost, and then on top of that, yeah, everything else. Uh, By now, you should know, if you don't, where you've been, Mississippi State returns to the College World Series for the 12th time. I was going to say, you kind of buried the lead there with all the... uh you got it's it's the way that we have to work sometimes though you I know but you I, pay I feel like you, you could have at least dropped in there hey guys this happened tonight they know, they know if you if you're listening to this podcast and you're not you didn't know that Mississippi State won to go to the College World Series and you were relying on me for that news like I'm the newspaper back in 1987 <laughs> did they win the game it wasn't on TV they have, the, they have the neighborhood shouter or whoever the guy yeah. is that came out there and read the, the town news, call hey, the, town go- <laughs> the bulldogs advanceth to the College World Series. <laughs> 12th time in school history, third straight, an unprecedented third straight trip. Uh, it's a third straight trip for a group of guys, you know, Tanner Allen. What are you laughing at? What's going on on Gene's page that's so funny? No, the, 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 okay, so. Did you, is it, are we getting people making fun had, of us? So I had our, our guy, Blaine, Blaine uh, the other day, shouted out my friend Justin Hillhouse. Yeah, yeah. And, uh,. <laughs> The the legendary video now that Justin Strong captured the guy oh, getting, getting hit, hit in the, the family jewels. Oh my gosh! My, my buddy says the awareness of a potato for this guy. <laughs> Apparently he's okay. What what, what, what was going was through this phone. guy's head that he did not know what was going on? I there? think he was so excited that the that the ball was going out that he didn't realize where the ball was going to. <laughs> it looks so. like he was looking around like, what are you people yelling about? Had three balls and a strike right there. <laughs> oh God. Oh, let me tell you something, man. This is going to be one of those I, shows I just where we tell, just talk. Go. I just want everybody to know that Brian was wrong. <laughs> Brian was wrong. From the from the beginning. 
First, you called a sweep for Mississippi State. That's true. I, and went, then, I went too positive. And then on Sunday night, you say Notre Dame's winning. That's it. I had to That's balance it. it out. I mean, I listen. Found, Robbie, one thing we always say here on Thunder and Lightning, it's all about that balance. I, I don't know where the balance is, buddy. I, ba- I went too positive saying sweep, so I had to go ultra negative to bring it back. Well, let me just tell you, this series, the, the Vanderbilt series in, in 2018 – was probably the greatest, might have been the greatest three-game series I've ever seen. It's, it's the greatest and it Super it was the regional. greatest Super Regional I've ever seen. It's the greatest Super Regional in NCAA history. This, from an atmosphere, mm-hmm. from a drama standpoint, was one of the best sporting events. And, and I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I feel like we're, we're a little buzzed right now with yeah. what we just experienced, but... We drank a whole bottle of whiskey before the show, too. <laughs> My mom's listening to this, Brian. I Please drank a whole it. bottle of whiskey. Not Robbie. He he just looked at me judgmentally. Over forty thousand fans yeah. in three games, and it wasn't cheap. No, that was forty thousand fans, and that atmosphere was electric. And you can't get that atmosphere in Vanderbilt. No, you just, you just can't. I mean, they, they just don't have enough fans. You can't. And, and this is what this is what I need people to understand. This isn't normal. This doesn't happen no. in college baseball. This this is one of maybe two places. That have an atmosphere like this. I think Bomb Walker is very close, but Duty Noble just feels different. I, I told you coming into this series, I just feel like this atmosphere is going to play in Mississippi State's favor in a big way. And how many times did Link Jarrett talk about it in a post game? Just how important that atmosphere was for Mississippi State. We talk we we talk all the time about that 2019 Super Regional, but th- that team just kind of they weren't going to lose. That they were that 2019 team was going to get to Omaha. This team needed every bit of that. I don't think this team is great at anything from a defensive pitching or, or hitting standpoint. They needed that energy boost, and, and Duty Noble just injected it into this team. And they ate up Notre Dame at times. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just feel like the MVP of this series was 40,000 fans in that atmosphere. It it was unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's unlike anything that – you'll see in college baseball. If you look in the last 20 years, the, the only two programs I could think of that I would think made three straight College World Series appearances would be LSU and Texas. LSU has not made three straight College World Series appearances since 2000. They did in 96, 97, 98. Would you like me to pull up the numbers for you? Oh, you have them. I, 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 I have re- Texas here. They did. They went okay. two, three, four, five. So, you know, I researched all the Super Regionals last week. Yeah. Well, the other day I researched all of the – um, uh, College World Series. So State, I believe, is the first team and since, uh, obviously, TCU went to four straight from 2014 to 2017. Okay. There's only two teams that have been three times or more since 2007, and that's TCU and Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And that it's really hard to do. It doesn't happen much no, anymore. I mean, I, I was going back through all these College World Series, and you see these teams that had, you know, four or five straight Appearances like in 1956, yeah, and stuff like I mean, that. Southern Cal won eight straight national titles. I it doesn't happen anymore. It, no. It's it's there's there's a lot more parity in, in college baseball for Mississippi State to do this, and with three completely different teams, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. It's it's not it's not anything that you should take for granted. And I know everybody wants wants to say you know that that you know Omaha is the expectation. You need to get to Omaha. It's a lot harder than just saying it. Yeah. And yeah. 
to have a team like this, and I asked Chris Lamonis after the game, you know, you had so many question marks. You still didn't don't have those answered. You know, your shortstop isn't hitting. He's a true freshman. You were supposed to have Cam James at, at shortstop. That didn't happen. You know, the left fielder position's been in limbo. You didn't get your senior first baseman to do much of anything offensively this year. Your third starter didn't show up. Your two, your Friday and Saturday starter aren't doing anything uh, consistently, it seems like. And they're in Omaha, Brian. With all those question marks, with everything that we've criticized about this team this year, with all the, the, the hand-wringing that goes on on jeanspage.com on a daily basis, <laughs> this team is in Omaha, and they're a few wins away from national championship if they can get hot here. This team, to me, you talk about those, these, these three teams and how different they are. This is the middle team. So in 18, that team had no business being in Omaha. Let's just be honest, right? They right. got hot, and they had a great core of leaders, but there was a point in that season where you didn't think they were going to even make it to Hoover. No. And they, and they ended up making it to Omaha. That was, that was the low end of this total bit. Two years ago when I left to go to Omaha, I left thinking State's winning the national title. I thought that was the best team in the country. I really did believe that. Um, you know, I booked my hotel room to stay the whole way through. And I'm having to, you know, make those plans, those changes. That was a this, team of destiny. This team, I feel like they should be going, but I also feel like you could tell me if, that they, they, they didn't make it. You know, I, you said this yesterday, that this team doesn't do anything great but win. Mm-hmm. They just win. They find ways to win. And honestly, <laughs> I'd rather have that than they're a great power hitting team or anything else. You know, if you tell me this is a team that knows how to win, well then... Great, because they're headed to the place where you got to keep winning to keep your season alive. Realistically, for you, does this team have a chance to win the national title? I've always said, when you get to Omaha, all bets are off. Yeah, I just I've seen too many teams go there. I've seen the Fresno States. I've seen the Georgias and the teams like that. The you know Coastal Carolinas. While those teams got hot and they were solid teams, those weren't teams coming in that you felt like they're going to win national championship. Arizona went to the national title in 2016 uh, by getting hot late. When you get there, it's just all bets are off. It's so spread out that you can anybody can manage it, really. Um, I, I feel like the teams that pitch it the best are the ones that win it. So, you know, State's got to get timely hitting in Omaha. They have to play great defense, and they need to get some good quality starts from their starters. Yeah. But – they have all the tools to do it. I mean, you have two guys that are potential first or second round picks as your starting pitchers, and then your third starter now you know is going to be Houston Harding, and you know you're going to get a gritty performance from him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have you know Landon Sims. You can definitely stretch him out here, and, and you, we learned tonight that you can get three or four innings out of Landon Sims. I mean, you could seemingly if you're if you win, it, the, what you want to do is stay in the winners bracket, obviously, but. If you win those those three games, that that that's your goal to win your first three games in Omaha. You could seemingly get a, get Landon Sims in there every game to close that out. So the key really for Mississippi State is getting good quality starts, getting some big hits, and I feel like this offense is starting to come around. I mean, as as bad as as it was on uh, Sunday, mm. those other two games were outstanding. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a team that is not reliant on home runs. I feel like a lot of teams that are fly ball teams get to Omaha and they just kind of filter out. This team can make a run here. I mean, it, like I said, I mean, any anytime you get to Omaha, you got a chance. One reason I, I, I picked against State today 
was the 2015 Egg Bowl. And let me explain. I remember picking for that game, Dak's last game at Davis Wade, and I was just convinced. I was convinced that I thought Ole Miss was the better team, but that Dak Prescott, there was no way he would lose his final game at Davis Wade Stadium. And that sort of blew up in my face. And so all this, all this weekend, my whole thought process was, there is no way that Tanner Allen and Rowdy Jordan are walking off that field not winning. There's just no way. But it reminded me of that. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make a comparison between Tanner Allen and Dak Prescott. Obviously, both great Bulldogs, legendary Bulldogs. Tanner Allen, to me, is in the tier now. He's in the, the penthouse of Bulldog greats with Clark and Palmero and Brantley and, and Rooker and Mangum. He's there. Three straight College World Series appearances. SEC Player of the Year. They did it. They, they refused to lose. It's, it's such a tired trope in sports where, you know, you got to flush it. You know, every game's the next day. You got to let it go. So teams don't do that a lot of times. They don't. You know, they talk about it, but you see, you know, one loss turn into two. What is it? Don't let the same team beat you twice. I mean, it happens. It happens all the time. When this team talks about being able to flush it, they really do mean it. They really do have a knack for somehow battling through adversity. And it's not just even in the, it's not even game to game. Sometimes it's inning to inning. Yeah, you know, that's how this team has so many walk-off wins this year, and how many comebacks they've had, it is because they honestly, you know, the, mentally they just don't ever get too high or too low, and I think part of that is because you have that core of guys, and Hatcher's a part of that too. Even if he's not doing anything in the field or, or, or on the bat, the plate, you know, he's still in the locker room and he's still talking to those guys. And man, you talk about a great teammate. I mean, that yeah. that guy. And there's two I've other never, guys too. I've never seen him. I've never seen him Can't get down. No. He gets out there in the, late in the ball games, and he's digging out. He's digging out the ball. He's making sliding catches, and he's going to help this team win. He's helped them get to Omaha. He's saved some plays late in ball games. It hasn't been the season that that he would like to remember, but he's helped this team. And like you said, he's been a big help in the in the dugout too, for sure. But yeah, Tanner Allen was not going to go out. Hitless in that ball game either. He he broke that twenty two game hitting streak on Sunday, launched that home run. Then he had a line drive double. You know, Rowdy didn't have a great game, but he had that huge catch in center field, and then he beat out the fielder's choice, which I thought really changed the ball game early. Yeah, it, he he saved a double for a three up three down inning in the second right. inning, and then he kept a little bit of that momentum going right in the bottom of the inning because it was going to be a double play mm-hmm. that got them two outs. Well, instead, you just get the middle out, and then he's safe, so it's just one out. And you keep the inning. Runs already keep the rally home, going. And State ended up scoring six runs that inning. And that I felt like Rowdy was the catalyst in that because he got the crowd juiced up on that defensive play, and then he had that big play offensively. Again, I'm going to make another assumption here, but I feel like it's a good one. Don't you think that in that locker room, Spencer Price and Riley Self have a big voice too? These are guys who have been here. Brian R- Scott Rippey, my friend, tweeted out that Riley Self and their Spencer Price, their first fall ball at Mississippi State was during the Obama administration. And that's how long they've been here. And, I mean, those guys have seen it all. And they've and talk about battling through adversity. Nobody more adversity than those two guys. So the State, you know, I know Chris Lemonis likes to talk about how young this team is, and it is. You know, there's a ton of young guys playing. But they've got some strong veteran leadership, and I think that contributes to why they don't get so high or so low. And I think part of that, not to hate on Jake Mangum, but Mangum – Always so high mm-hmm. that you know I, I could see him having you know the, the, having the roller coasters 
But with Allen and Jordan, Jordan especially Rowdy. Oh, he's okay. the same. He's unflappable. And, and T.A. is the same way. I mean, you might see him come out there every now and then and pump up the crowd or whatever. But every plate appearance, he looks the same up there, rounding the bases. He's the same guy. And to your point about those those other two, Spencer Price and Riley Self, I mean, those two guys started off their careers as the bullpen for Mississippi State. They were it. 2017, those guys threw over 30 ball games and literally threw their arms out for Mississippi State mm-hmm. because they had to. They had no other choice. They were never the same. Let, let's just go ahead and be honest yeah, here. Right. They were never the same. It probably hampered their career. But those guys have been incredible for Mississippi Didn't State. Stop Riley Self from fielding that that foul ball. That was unbelievable. The, the with bionic, the bad arm, the bionic man over there, athlete. But listen, I, there, everybody in that locker room will tell you that he is a key piece of this team. Yeah, I mean, he's the hype man over there at first base. He's been there the whole time. Yeah, Spencer Price. We've heard from Landon Sims and those guys just how beneficial it's been to be around him. Mm-hmm. He hasn't he hasn't pitched a single pitch in postseason play. I don't think he probably won't. And he and he yeah you're right he probably won't but he has made a difference for Will Bednar and Landon Sims especially and I think you've got to give those guys credit and it's it's really incredible that Hatcher and those two guys really haven't made a difference from a statistical standpoint this season but they've been so big for getting this team to Omaha in their own way and I think that's going to be huge for this team moving forward because you've now bridged the gap this is let's be honest this is a transition year for Mississippi State. This is a year where you got two really good pieces um, that are seniors that have been been here and they've they've done it and they've been huge in the top of the order, but the rest of this lineup is freshmen or COVID freshmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that these guys haven't been in this situation before. For them to experience this, I think is is just is huge for them moving forward because you get all those guys back next year you're losing ta and you're losing rowdy and that's huge losses but these guys like cam james and logan tanner and luke hancock and even lane forsyth guys like that brad cumbest this has been such a huge experience for them and i think it's really going to pay off when rowdy and ta walk out the door I don't know if we're in the middle of the show or not. We're just going to talk, and when we talk it down, we'll get done. So let's just do our sponsors right now. Let's move on into that with our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Nothing says victory like a delicious steak. I'll go ahead and tell you that much. Perhaps this weekend for Father's Day, that's what you should have is a great steak while you're watching the Bulldogs on Sunday night. Father's Day, the College World Series, and Welcome Home Beef, that sounds like a plan to this dad. Call them at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com and find out what they can get done for you. Welcome home, Beef. It just tastes good. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Hey, another fine choice for your Father's Day. They'll definitely have the game on this Sunday. Don't miss it. And, of course, this anytime you're in Starkville, you've got to make Two Brothers one of the stops. You don't want to miss out on a great meal there, a great time, the big patio and all the good food they have. Smoked, smoked, not soaked. Smoked. It might be soaked in barbecue sauce. You never know. Southern Soul Food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems wants to take care of you two different ways. They've got an inventory of products, services, software, technology, whatever your office needs to operate with more profits and less problems, and they back it up with fantastic customer service, the kind you expect from your next-door neighbors, which is what Advantage Business Systems is. They're a local business. They do business in Mississippi with Mississippians, and they've been doing that for nearly 50 years. Call them today. Find out how they can help you out. The number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do 
business. So we start off the show by saying that Hey Dad was wrong. That's fine with me. Don't have a problem with that. I'm going to start now by saying that Robbie was right. He called it. He made, he made the comment. The bottom of the order had to deliver for Mississippi State. And Brad Cummins and Kellum Clark, and even Logan Forsyth, who got on in this game. Lane. I, I, every time. At this, you know what? That is, a, that is a bulldog of the future, though. He needs to change his name. That is, we can have two Logans. Two Logans. Why not? We've had enough Logans. Enough Landons and Tanners. Lane Forsyth did their job tonight. The second inning is when they really came through. Yeah. If they would have done nothing else the rest of the ball game, then that would have been fine. They would have done their job. Because they got that thing started in the second inning. And, I, you know, like I said last night, I just felt like whoever got the production in the bottom of the order was going to win this ball game. Because what did Notre Dame do in the first two games? Bottom of the order. Nine-hole hitter, went three for four on Saturday – with a home run and two doubles. The next day, three-run home run from your nine-hole hitter. And State has not been getting that kind of production from the bottom of the order in this series. Brad Cumbus had a couple of hits in that first game, and that those were big. But as far as just coming through with, with big time at bats and, and big games, Mississippi State hasn't had that from those guys. But, man, you're seeing Brad Cumbus just – grow up right in front of your face and I, I think this kid has unlimited potential I, I just I look at him I look at the tools I look at the ball coming off the bat he can run you know he, he's a pretty good fielder if he just focuses in on this if he spends a summer in summer league somewhere or something I think this kid can go straight to the moon I mean he is I just I just really like him I really like him and then you got Kellum Clark right behind him who just hits rockets off the bat. Uh, but looking at this, Brad Cummins had two hits in three of the games this weekend and uh, went two for four with an RBI, had a walk in the game as well uh, in, the, in the game, uh, in the, I guess, series clincher. One for two for Kellum Clark. He had the big double with an RBI, and he walked twice, had two really good at-bats. Yeah. And then Lane Forsythe, did a good job walking. I thought that was a great at bat by him. They asked him to bunt in the second inning to move those runners, and which was the right call because he's just really been struggling. Couldn't get the bunt down, but he didn't panic right there. When he got to two strikes, he kept battling, and then he got a walk because the pitcher right there, Mercer, was struggling. He was struggling to find the zone a little bit. You had him on the rocky footing. If you could just find a way to get those two guys in scoring position for Rowdy and T.A., you felt pretty good about it. And they did even better. They loaded the bases. So uh, I thought the bottom of the order came through huge. Three hits is good enough for me, especially with the rally that they sparked in that second inning. And I, I just thought that was big. Cumbus, to me, in the second half of the season has, has been a real big piece of what State's been able to do. He had, He's had some good series. Kellum Clark, I agree with you 100%. I think he's the next guy at Mississippi State. He'll be the guy next year that sort of leads this team. You talked about this uh, on 24-7. And I think you talk about it here. Five guys, double-digit home runs for this team. For a team that was, you know, not supposed to be in the same stratosphere as some other teams offensively. I'm not going to mention any names. I don't want to hurt any feelings. But that's, I mean, that's really impressive uh, to have five guys in double-digit home runs in this era of college baseball, especially. They didn't have a Cavadas, a guy with 21 dingers, which, mm-hmm. you know, that'd be great to have. And don't get me wrong, I think that if he were to dedicate himself to baseball, Cumbus could be a guy like that. I think Kellum Clark could be a guy like that. But there's just power all through this lineup. State is always a walk 
an error, whatever it away from a big inning because there's 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 guys throughout the lineup that can put the ball out of the ballpark. And it's like I said on on Monday afternoon. I mean, there's been so many people that's acted like this team is just this like warning track power, you know, singles and they and bought into what other people have said. Yes, I mean they that, don't want to admit that or not. You just uh, you you fall into this trap of thinking that this team is something that it's not. This team has hit the ball just fine. They've been top five in the league in batting average. I mean, this team is fine offensively. Uh, there might not be consistent consistency there, but they're fine. They have 70 home runs, Brian. That's six more than the 2019 team. The 2016 team had 47. Yeah. And we're not talking about the dead ball era. I mean, the, I, th- I think home runs are way up because I think the game's changing a little bit. But that's not a that wasn't an offense in sixteen that was just bunning and and hitting right. singles and stuff. That offense could really swing it. Yeah. But you start thinking about that, and you you don't you don't feel like this team is in the same stratosphere, like you said, as as that team or even some teams out there uh, in college baseball. But ten home runs from from Tanner and Rowdy in the top of the order, and then you got your 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 underclassmen that makes you really excited for the future. Fourteen now for Logan Tanner. 11 for Cam James and, and 10 for Luke Hancock. Mm-hmm. And you got to think all three of those guys, especially if Cam James comes back, which I don't know. Um, I don't know what he's thinking there, if he's wanting to go pro or what. But uh, if he comes back, he's got a chance to have a monster year next year. Same mm-hmm. thing with Logan Tanner. I mean, got to find a high position for him. Right. But these guys are, um, they got some power. They can run it out of the yard. And, uh, you know, they can hit, they can hit singles and doubles too if you want them to. From a pitching perspective, do you think with State looking at the the, the six o'clock game on Sunday that they might revert the order back and and you know since it's a night game, let McLeod go first, so you get that same matchup that you had in the opening game. Interesting, your first game in Omaha will be the first game you had over the season: Mississippi State versus Texas, Christian McLeod versus Ty Madden. Yeah, I think that's what you're going to end up having. Boy, that's going to be a fun matchup. It's hard to believe these two teams are meeting. Almost, it's almost bookended. Yeah, first game of the season, and now you're in Omaha meeting again. And yeah. you know, this is a different Texas team now. Uh, they're they're playing some the great team we baseball. saw in Texas. I thought was going to be not good this year. Yeah, and they have really done a good job of turning that around. You know, Ty Mar- Ty Madden is a lot sharper, uh, but Mississippi State just saw, in my opinion. One of the teams that's playing its best baseball offensively uh, of any team in the entire country. I I think Notre Dame would have been as hard of an out as any team in the country uh, this weekend. You know, Stanford's one of those teams, obviously as well, and I feel like you know Texas and, and Tennessee too. But this Notre Dame team, man, they just would not go away. No I mean, question. They, they deserve to be a national seed. There's no they question. They should have been They're, Texas Tech's seed. That has been answered emphatically. Yeah. That has been answered emphatically. They came in into a monstrous environment, and even, you know, they could have fallen apart in this game. This this thing could have been 15-3, to three, you know, but they just kept ticking away even in that game, and, and even though State had scored in the first five innings, Notre Dame just found a way to kind of stay – you know, in striking distance, and any guy could get up there and and tie the ball game or win the game. And what kind of theater was that with Cavadas and Landon Sims again going head to head, two runners on base, down by four runs? The dude had just destroyed a pitch. That's one of the longest home runs I've ever seen at that stage. I mean, just a monster home run, and Landon Sims got a double play. I was not expecting double play there. 
I, I, I could have seen strikeout. I could have seen fly ball. So, what I try to do when I'm with for these big games with Sports Talk Mississippi is I try to get the final out. Yeah. So because there was only one out. Nobody was ready. I wasn't ready. So Nobody I have, was. I, I didn't get video. Like, you know, I got the last, got the last out on, on Saturday. And you go back to the Super Talk or go back to uh, the Super Bulldog weekend. I got the last out. I even, even the old Miss game. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm here with Super, with Super Talk. Let me get this. And this one, I was just like, okay. And he hits the ball. I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to get it. It's a double yeah. play. And, you know, Sims and Cavadas went to head, head to head three times this weekend. Sims got the better of him twice. I mean, those were grown men matchups. Yes. Um, Sims. I don't think he was at his absolute best tonight. He had some moments. The eighth inning, he was at his best. But the sixth, seventh, the ninth, you know, he, he labored at times. But I just feel like... But he is such a competitor. Yeah. He's just not He's not going to back down. I thought the home run, and he even mentioned it, I thought the home run was a good thing, as weird as that sounds. Okay. Because here's why I say that. So he allowed... Uh, it was a it was a two-run home run. It was a two-run home run. So he, allowed, run, so he yeah. walked a guy... And he was kind of struggling with his command there. And he things were kind of off kilter. He walked the guy, I think, on four pitches. Yeah. And then Cavadas comes up, runs him out of the yard on a 3-1 count. And I think that allowed him to just say, okay, I just got through the toughest guy in the order. It was a two-run home run. I don't have anybody on base. Let's calm down. Because he came back, got out of the inning, and the next inning struck out all three batters, and he was himself again. Yeah. Now, he gave up two hits to start that ninth inning. But he got out of it, yeah. and I, I felt like he was much more in the zone after that. To me, it just felt like that was – it actually worked in his favor. As weird as that, as weird as that sounds. I mean, I, I, I gave up a two-run home run, but it felt like it worked in his favor. And guys have said that before. It's better sometimes to just give up a home run and mm-hmm. get, get it out of the way and give yourself a clean slate. Be honest. When you looked at the, the batting order for the, uh, the, bottom, the top of the ninth, you knew that if the bases got loaded, Cavadas was coming up. Even when you know when they got the first two hits, I was like, "Well, he's going to get in at bat." I mean, were you, was there? You know, did you believe in Landon Sims to, to to correct himself? Yes. Yeah. Here's why I said it when he came in the game. I, I told Rick Cleveland sitting next to me, they're about to have to get as many runs yeah. as he's given up the entire season, and I just didn't see that happening. I mean, I've jinxed I've jinxed Mississippi State sports a lot. But I just did not see Landon Sims giving up six runs. I, I didn't think that was possible. And it turns out that was correct. He went four innings, which is ties his season high. I mean, that's that's not what he's used to doing. But Lamonis basically just said, we're going to put our guy out there. He's going to slow him down because they kept ticking away and they were starting to get momentum because uh, the, the the Saturday starter, Bert, uh, Bertrand, Bertrand. He got back in the game, and he was starting to kind of run through Mississippi State's lineup. So, Lamonis basically just said, "We got to, we got to stop the bleeding now." Yeah, and that's what he did. And I, you know, other than the two, I think it's probably run, a little more colorful, if I had to guess. Yeah, like, we're gonna stop this bleep bleep now. I'm sure. Yeah, and that's you know that's that's but it, it that all was the right out. decision. Once again, at some point, it's not luck. Once again, Lamonis makes the right decision. You know, uh, there are people who have been like, "Is it too early?" I, I mean, I thought the decision to take Harding out was interesting to go to Stone Simmons. Yeah, and I think for Simmons, and I could be wrong. I felt like the moment was a little big for him there. It was pitching it, in front of that many people in that situation. He just 
he, he did not look like himself. He had to groove a couple of pitches, and they made him pay. But I thought him bouncing back after giving up those yeah. two runs was big. It was big. Very big. You know, it, it, it ended the damage. And, then, and you, you know, needed that to happen. I mean, there's so many people that just think that when, when something bad happens for a pitcher, you got to go yank him out. Like, yeah. at what point does a pitcher just need to figure out how to get out of a exactly. jam? I mean, and that's what, these, that's what these coaches are trying to teach them. I and mean, you can't just say, all right, you got to go get Sims right now in the third inning. You know, somebody's going to have to step up. And I, if Mississippi State wants to win a national title, they're going to have to have Stone Simmons give them a couple innings or get yeah. them out of no, a big right. jam. They're going to have to have Cam Tuller get, a, get, get some outs, Chase Patrick. These guys have to be in that moment to experience it. And I, th- I thought that was a good experience for Stone Simmons. I thought that, you know, when, when, when Sims came in, I was having a conversation with Courtney Robb from WCBI, uh, and we were just talking, and all of a sudden I was like, Wait a minute, that's White Snake. Let me. I'll, I'll be right back because <laughs> I needed to go tweet about it. When you and hear I, that opening riff, yeah, I was like, time. and I was just like, it's, oh, okay. And, you know, and I, I had some friends text me and some people on Twitter just like, it's a little early, is, is it? And I was like, you know what? The guy has made the right decisions now for two straight years, so probably no reason not to believe he's he's going to do it again. Um, some some final thoughts here. You know, we've already sort of answered the question. Do you think this team can win the? Uh, the national title. They need to get off to a good start. You know, if, if, the, the bottom line is this: whoever stays in the winners bracket is going to the national championship series. Yeah. My guess is from the other side of the bracket, Vanderbilt's coming. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, it's just going to be tough. It, Rocker and Lighter in the winners bracket. You know. It, now that said, their matchup with Arizona is a very interesting one because Arizona can hit the ball, and they're used to playing in that big ballpark out there. That's true. The difference is the ball's not going to carry as much in Omaha, but they 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 are a team that can hit a lot of line drives and doubles and sort of live in the gaps. The teams that live in the gaps win in Omaha. You have to you you basically to beat Vanderbilt to beat their top two. Mm-hmm. You've got to hit home runs. Yeah. You've got to barrel up the fastball. If Vanderbilt you're goes not going to hit losers bracket, they're in trouble. Yes, but you're, you're not going to hit. You're not going to hit Rockers slider. It's no. just not going to happen. And, and lighter is is tough as well. Yeah. That all you have to do is is barrel them up, and that's all you got to do. Just beat two guys that have a two point two earn yeah. on average. Who've lost like three games all year, right? Um, on our side of the bracket, or the Mississippi State side, Tennessee's an interesting team. They hit a ton of home runs in, in at Tennessee, which is a small park. I don't know how that translates here, and plus. For them, this is a group of guys who've never been this far. Yeah, you know, you got to wonder if the moment is going to finally catch up with them. But that's it. They're well coached and they they play with the right attitude. Virginia is going to have the they're going to be the loosest team there. They were a three seed. Nobody expected them to be this far. And O'Connor's a national championship coach. He's won title, so he he knows how to navigate all this. We'll see. They're kind of twenty eighteen Mississippi State to Th- me. There is something to that. Yeah. And then you have Texas, who you know has played well all year, but now they're going to face a team that's already beaten them once. And then you have Mississippi State. Who is sort of to me sort of Vanderbilt light here? Mm-hmm. If they stay in the winners bracket, they're going to be really tough to beat. Yeah, but if they go to the losers bracket and they got to find a fourth starter in there somewhere, you know, can Cade Smith do that? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So this game, game one is always it's it, it, it's sort of, there's a lot of cliches in this, but State has got to win this first game the same way they did you know two years ago. And then have a chance, you know. You're, the good news is this year, if you win that first game, you're not playing Kumar Rocker uh, in, in in game two. I haven't even looked at the bracket. Can you tell me who's on the on on the state bracket? It's states playing Texas, and it's it's uh, Virginia and Tennessee on state side. Okay. The other side um, is going to be North Carolina. 
North Carolina State and Stanford. Unbelievable. And then Vanderbilt and Arizona. Here, here's what I say, though. I mean, everybody here is playing well, mm-hmm. but the teams you don't want to play right now are the ones that are the hottest, the, the ones that, that, like NC State, Auburn a couple of years, years ago when State played them. You don't want to play those teams. The guys with the chip on their shoulder, Virginia, um, you know, the ones with the, with the name on their chest, the, mm-hmm. those teams are scary too, but you don't want to play those teams that have, that have nothing to lose. Yeah, and that's, Vir- and that's Virginia. Virginia, North Carolina, North Carolina State, State. And Stanford to a, to a degree. Stanford is, is ticked off. Yeah. You know, uh, so uh, that, you, did, you didn't want to play Notre Dame. You did not after, want to play Notre Dame. After Vanderbilt, because I, I like Texas, but are, they're not overly dominant. They're just they're a good team, right. really good team. With a great ace. With a great ace. But this is a pretty wide open field. Yeah. And if somebody if Arizona can can knock off Rocker, that really, it's really wide it's, open. It, it blows everything wide open. So. I'll tell you what, man, I, before we before we leave, I just I cannot believe that Arkansas is not in this thing. It's incredible. It, One of the biggest upsets in, in, in the history of college baseball. I mean, that is a team that I would have bet just about anything that would be in Omaha, mm-hmm. not only be there and win. I feel like that team was going to win it all. They were a machine. They lost twelve um, games this year. Two but of them again, were in two days. This is why I say. I mean, I, I know everybody says that this that uh, you know you should expect Omaha, and that's that's great. That is the expectations or whatever, but. It is so hard to get there, and to do it three years in a row at this stage in college baseball, when it's starting to really expand, and you're starting to see more teams get into the mix, Mississippi State is in a special moment right now. Yeah. And folks, you have a great coach. You have a great coach. You can you can second guess him, Scott Foxhall, all you want to. You can say that he inherited a great team in 2019, and all he had to do was just stand there. But the fact of the matter is, the guy has been here for two full seasons, and he's got this team into Omaha. This team, from you know a, a production standpoint, uh, player by player, and kind of where they were during the season and what they didn't get from the team that everybody thought they were going to have. This team really probably shouldn't be going to Omaha. Like I said, didn't have a third starter step up really for a full season. You didn't yeah. get a ton of that, and, the, and your starters weren't great. And then you have all these pieces here that Lamona's had to work with. I thought he did an outstanding job, and now they got a chance to to uh, play their way into a national championship with yeah. a good run here. One last thing before we get out of here, let's say a goodbye to our friends, Tyler Horka, uh, Garrick Hodge, Dalton Middleton. I think Dalton might still be around for the Omaha trip, but by and large, those guys are all headed on to bigger and better things. Uh, great friends of ours, great co-workers. Uh, and, and I know there are some people who think it's all fake friendship. Yes. And uh, those are all the same people who think we should be shot for throwing baseball play-by-play out there. Those uh, people are psychopaths. Putting it mildly. Uh, but that said, we will miss those guys. Tyler wanted to cover Notre Dame. Uh, Garrick headed off to uh, cover Ohio State. And Dalton, I don't think Dalton is uh, set up at his next stop yet. He's about to get married, though, so he should just be a house husband. You know, let, let, let the wife handle that business. Stay home, Might as well. cook, learn how to cook, clean up a little bit. That, that's good living if you can get it. So we love those guys. We're going to miss them. Uh, and then we'll, we'll be moving forward. All right. So we were moving the rumblings back a day because, I mean, Robbie and I are going to be back in the, we don't want to come back here in 10 hours and answer questions. There's just too much. Let, let everything marinate for a day. We'll do that on Wednesday. So tomorrow we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, and also we'll do a little football tomorrow. You did not pick a, uh, a team. 
to preview. It's got to be a West team. Arkansas is out, State and Ole Miss are later. LSU. So we'll talk about the Tigers tomorrow. We'll do a – what's the word I'm looking for? An opponent preview. Uh, well, this week would be Tennessee State. We might skip that one because, you know. Eddie George. Eddie George is – we could talk about Eddie George. Love him. That'd be exciting. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so we'll do the rumblings two days – I guess on Wednesday. Send questions on uh, Tuesday for Wednesday's podcast. So tomorrow, start sending your questions in, and we'll get to them on Wednesday. I'll send out a tweet. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it all happen for you guys. Have a great uh, Monday or a great Tuesday now, and we'll, we'll be back with you uh, very, very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.